Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostest, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. It has been a minute since I have done a solo podcast, just a moment to kind of connect back. And I really, I really knew that I wanted to do it kind of at the end of the year, at the end of wrapping up 2019 and all that has happened. So to give you a bit of a recap of all that has happened, I actually started the year fresh out of quitting my career job and stepping into doing the Birds Papaya full-time. So the Birds Papaya being my Instagram account, my blog, speaking engagements and whatnot as well. So all a lot of new stuff, a lot going on. And I was basically thrust into this entirely new career space where I was navigating it with a lot of fear and a lot of imposter syndrome. And all the while, I had a steady amount of followers. When I quit my job, I had about 80,000 followers. And by the end of the first month, I had 100,000. And I think I was around 150,000 in the start of 2019. So that's where it began. Just to give you a snapshot of where we are at the present moment that I'm recording this, I have 770,000 followers. So this has been a year. And I say that with so much gratitude, I don't want to come off like I'm bragging, even though I am incredibly proud of what has happened. And I really wanted to talk about it. I wanted to talk about this growth and how I think it happened, why I think it's been so important that it happened now. And, you know, some of the things that hopefully you can take away and start applying to yours as well, if you're somebody with social media or want to grow, or just how you consume social media if you're on it. I think most of us are, and hopefully you can take something away from this. So one, I have five major points that I kind of want to talk about, and I'm not going to make this too long a podcast. I really just wanted to offer something back into the community that's given me so much. So my number one thing is community. Number one, that's where it starts. That's where it ends. That is it. I am not with a platform and with this job or with anything if it's not for the people that back me. You know, a while back, we talked with Roxy on an episode where we talked about rocking any size and 
you know, Roxy really gave this really profound moment when she shared that when we click that follow button on somebody, we're actually giving power to that person. That is a very, very real statement and something that I don't think a lot of us consider enough. We give power to that person. So what are we putting our power behind? And if I'm standing here with a platform of over 700,000 people, that is the power of them pushing me forward. So mad respect for that. When I was working in a career job and I did this on the side, I knew that I had to be able to really overcompensate for the amount of time that I didn't have because I was working eight hours a day. So I back way back when, and just so you know, I actually started the Birds Papaya 10 years ago on Instagram, whenever it started, probably six to seven years ago. And this has kind of been a common thing that I've done, but a lot more intentionally over the last two years. I chose to make half of my day, half of my work day in the community that kind of built me, right? So four hours a day. So when I was doing it part-time, I considered it a part-time job. Four hours a day, I would spend in the comments and in the DMs. This is not creative time. This is not writing time. This is literally with the people, with my friends, with my community. When I quit my job and things got busy and things got crazy and I traveled more and more brand partnerships came about and so many more opportunities came and the followers did as well, I decided to keep my ethics the same. Four hours a day I would spend in the comments and the DMs. I had to let go of the fact that I wouldn't get to all of them, but I knew that I could get to as many as was a great balance for me within that four hours. So that four hours didn't mean that the other four hours meant that I was working, you know, 10 hour days on top of that. No, like I, I keep balancing it where I work four hours on creative writing, creative content and doing my actual job, which is like a lot of finances and organization stuff as well. And then the other four hours is spent in the community. So hopefully I've drilled that home enough because the next point comes really important to why that community is going to come into play hugely. So a couple key things happened in terms of the growth and why I think happened. Because like I said, I've been doing this for 10 years. There's nothing, it wasn't like this sudden, oh my gosh, who is this girl? Let's like make her a thing. Like, no, I've been here and I've been present for a long time. But this has also been, all of those years were incredibly formidable to now. I couldn't have had this platform four years ago. I wasn't ready. I couldn't have done it responsibly. I couldn't have done it with the same ethics that I have now and the same learnings that I have now. So I'm really grateful that it took that long. And I'll come back to that later. But one of the things that I found for me was that I really started creating a little bit differently. I was exhausted by the social media ways where we took a picture and we tried to caption it and you know it just felt very contrived and and this last year and, and the year before that kind of started it I really wanted to be my authentic self. I wanted to be so genuine in my work in everything. So my number 2 point is your thoughts and your captions. I think they're more important than the pictures. And I know the pictures are like the shock and the awe and the draw you in and they're beautiful and they're curated and they're oh so lovely but it doesn't really matter if what's behind it has no, you know, how many books, like take yourself to the library. You can go and look at some amazing books and some incredible covers, but if what's inside is not great context and it's not great reading and it's not great learning, you're probably going to put the book back. It's not going to be for you. Same at the wine store. Go to the wine store. You're going to look all these beautiful labels of wine and sometimes 
The best wine are the ones that have a very, very simple label and no bells and whistles. And sometimes there's an incredible label and it turns out to be a great tasting wine too. Just examples of it doesn't matter what it looks like, it matters what is said. But the problem with that is we don't always know what to say. And that part is really, really difficult, but it doesn't have to be because the fact is you're creating content every moment of the day and you don't even realize it. Every moment you have thoughts going in and out of your brain, you're hearing them all the time. You have a voice that speaks inside of you. You have you that speaks inside of you. You have other people who influence that. You have reading, you have learning, you have TV shows. We're having thoughts all the time. The problem is we think we're going to remember them. We think that we have learned things and we can just sit down and write them down and it doesn't work. It didn't work for me. What I started doing was completely changing the way I captured my thought, which meant I had to do it in the moment, no matter how ridiculous it seemed. If I am literally in the middle of a conversation with a friend and something in that conversation brings something up, I'll I'll literally say, you know what? I just want to write this down. At the beginning of the day, often sometimes middle of the night or when I'm going to sleep, I'm opening my notes app and I'm writing down thoughts because some really clear things come through in those moments. And I call that kind of the skeleton. That is the skeleton of your thoughts. You can write down little notes, whatever it is that's come to you. And then what happens afterwards is you go in and you put the meat in. You have, maybe you're a little bit more awake or more available. Then you can come and you can fill in why that felt so good or why that felt so profound or why you chose to write that down. And what happens with that is because you captured it in this incredible moment with yourself, this thought process that you captured, people connect with that. When you're putting it out there and when you're writing from a genuine place with a genuine thought and somebody reads that, sometimes, and I've experienced this myself, it feels as if somebody is describing your thoughts and it can feel like such an experience and such a connecting moment. Now, I don't think that everybody's going to suddenly be a creative writer. I think it takes a lot of practice and sometimes reading it as if it's a story and read it back to yourself. And when you're writing down those thoughts, take a moment to pause. Is it flowing that way? Is it is it reading the way that you thought it? You know, there's these moments that you can kind of have. But what's cool about that and what happened on Instagram is that we now have this ability to share in our stories. And when I talk about the power that's behind you, the power of your people and the power of your community and why that's number one, it's because number two, when you've put the thought process in, when you've done the creating, when you've done the writing, when you've captured your thoughts and you made this incredible caption along with a really cool photo and somebody reads it and they say, oh my gosh, she just said what I've been feeling. That's human connection. And we just did it on this app. Essentially, like break it down, it's an app on a phone. We just had human connection in a very falsified world. And what happens when you see things like that and you experience like that, you want to share it because not everybody has been able to encapsulate that moment for themselves. And it feels really cool when you share it. And even if you have encapsulated for yourself, maybe you've captured it before and you've written something very seriously similar to what somebody else has said. It's still that moment of, hey, look at her, her too, me too, him too, them too. We're all feeling the same thing. And when we share it with our communities, it opens us up and that pool gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So take a moment right now and huge thank you to my community because truly I've blown up in the last year because I was ready for it. And because you put that power behind me and you trusted my words and you listened to my thoughts and my vulnerable moments and you 
put them into your stories and into your news feeds and you let it get powered forward. So that is a huge, huge part of that success. All right, we're just going to take a little pause to talk about today's sponsor, which is one of my favorite swimwear brands, Saltwater Collective. And I got to say, if you recently followed along on my uh, family vacation over the holidays, I actually wore one of the Saltwater Collective swimsuits on my family trip when we were going into an indoor splash park. And I got to say, I fell in love with that suit all over again. It's one thing when you're wearing it and trying it on in a store or in your mirror at home. And then when you actually go and wear it in real life, it was the suit that I felt like I could be a mom in, but still look hot and a little sexy. And it just hit me in all the right places. I felt like my husband was taking photos of me. And when I looked back on them, I felt so good about it all. I just was so happy to be living in the moment and not thinking about my body because my body was so perfectly hugged. But I want to share a little bit about the Saltwater Collective and some of their, you know, brand ethics and things that are going on for them. So the Saltwater Collective is actually a Toronto-based sustainable swimwear company that offers a line of elevated basics designed for women that want to make a conscious purchase decision without compromising on style or quality. This brand is on a mission to encourage women to embrace what makes them unique and they are committed to celebrating women through their swimwear. I love that. All of the Saltwater Collective swimwear is made by a team of skilled, independently owned and operated female seamstresses in Toronto. And they are completely female founded and operated. The Saltwater Collective also uses their own customers and online followers to create all of their imagery and visual content. The fabrics that Saltwater Collective uses, and this is so cool, is woven from Econal yarn. Econal yarn is regenerated from pre and post consumer nylon waste that would otherwise be abandoned in nature or dumped in landfills. Econal yarn is produced using a unique cutting edge process and then woven into high quality fabric. When designing new styles, the Saltwater Collective focuses on creating flattering and timeless styles that hug your curves. The Saltwater Collective believes that sustainable fabrics are the way of the future. In a circular economy, waste is not wasted. So why take from the earth when we don't have to? They offer a variety of swimwear styles, including one pieces and bikinis with different levels of support and rises to ensure there is something for everyone. So here's the best part. Head on over to www.thesaltwatercollective.com and use papaya15 to receive 15% off your purchase on any swimsuit. That's T-H-E-S-A-L-T-W-A-T-E-R-C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-V-E.com and code papaya, P-A-P-A-Y-A-15. And you're going to get 15% off any swimsuit. Thank you so much for listening. And let's get back to the show. I want to introduce you to something that everybody needs in their life, which is Adderall and compliments, which is also the name of my podcast. I'm Annabelle. And every week I want you to come kiki with me and my hilarious friends as we talk about everything from reality TV to dating fails, mental health. I promise it will make you laugh. And most importantly, it will make you feel so much better about your own life. So come join me and my baby stripper voice every Friday on iTunes, Spotify, and follow me on Instagram at Annabelle's Assisto and give me the greatest gift of all, which is validation. Number two is living your truth. 
And that should be a really, really easy thing to do. And for a lot of us, it's really hard, but this point is incredibly simple. Number three, live your truth and then start to look at everybody else as if they are living theirs. It makes it a lot easier. It makes you digest things on social media a lot easier. It gives you a lot of grace to what people are going through and a lot more understanding in the fact that we are so different. And sometimes that makes us so incredibly cool to connect with because if we were all the same, it would be boring as hell and nobody would want to do it. Enjoy those differences, which brings me into point four, diversified that newsfeed. I'm going to say it as many podcast episodes as I can because I can't tell you enough how much this changed my life. When you diversify the content that you're receiving, it diversifies the way you think and feel in this world. If you want to be somebody out there that is truly game-changing this world and this human experience and the human connections that we have, the best thing we can do is be learning through it can't stay stagnant in our thoughts. We can't stay stagnant in how we've learned. There is always somewhere to go. Nobody has reached the top of their wellness or their health or their fitness or their careers and you know lifestyles and parenthood. Nothing, nothing has ever been topped. Nothing has ever come to that place where they got to the finish line and they are successful. No, like our success comes in learning. It comes in, in grasping new ideas and adapting them to what works for us or adhering to them or dismissing them. But it does come to a place where we have to make a choice. And there are times like the, the one thing I say I don't diversify in is I don't diversify hate. I don't allow hate in my newsfeed. If there's something that is hateful or racist or just plain negative, I usually don't adhere to that. And that's not something that I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that because sometimes I don't have the capacity for that either. For a lot of people, especially politically, they like to listen to the other side to understand why they're voting the way they're voting and why they feel the way they feel. And I think that's super valid. I don't always have capacity for that because it makes me somewhat upset or confused and, and things like that. So it's okay to not follow accounts that you don't have capacity for, but please make an effort to diversify who you follow because you will experience some truly incredible, remarkable things when you do that. And my very last point is have patience. Because like I said, 10 years ago, almost 11 years ago, I started the Birds Papaya as a blog in the depths of boredom in my own journey with parenthood and motherhood and staying at home and being a housewife. I needed something and I needed community. And I started this thinking the very first blog I was going to publish, I was going to get recognized in the grocery store for. And it took me a long time to realize that this is a big, big world and we're all trying to find our place in it. So just give yourself a little bit of a break if it's been a really long time. I think that's one thing. I don't feel like I get frustrated by this question, but a lot of people are like, how did you do it? How did you grow so fast? And a lot of times we forget like the work that went in beforehand. Same with when you see these top hairstylists and they can charge $500 for a haircut. And it's like, you know, people have this attitude of who gives you the right to charge $500 for that haircut. And it's like, well, the 25 years it took for me learning the skills that I have today. It's the time before. It's all the years where you made no money, where nothing came back to you, when you did it for free. And when I say do it for free, like I'm sorry, but 95% of social media work that I still do today is for free. The partnerships and stuff that come along, that part is amazing. And please, when you see somebody start to go in that, no, it's such an awkward curve. But 
allow them that earning, allow that power to be put behind what they're doing because we can't continue to do everything for free forever. You can't justify taking four hours a day of your life, pouring it into it for 10 years and saying, I'm doing this because one day it's going to pay off. It doesn't always. And so when you see somebody start to get those sponsorships happen, that's a really cool moment. That's a moment where you can really sit back and take a moment and say, wow, look at what's going on here. Look what's happened that, you know, the Susie's next door and the students who want to travel and the 80 year old women who start to model and, you know, these small business owners who start to create a community that they've built up, whatever it is, they've been doing it for free and now they're doing it and they're building a life from it now. Like just think about that. Magazines, as much as I love magazines and I think that they should stick around, they're in a decline because the way that we consume content now is completely changing and shifting. So of course the advertising money is going to shift as well. And not everybody has the same ethics about it. I've talked about that a little bit before too, but I really do think it's important that we support, especially, I mean, if you want to take a look at this as a whole, influencing is something that was literally birthed from women looking for a new way to earn money. And if there's anything we know about women is they will always find unique ways to make a living. And I love that about women and men too. But I mean, this industry has kind of been carved and paved by a lot of women and a lot of them who didn't have careers outside the home. A lot of stay-at-home moms who use their craftiness to start DIY blogs and start doing all of these things and these talents and these cookings that, you know, people are now with cookbooks. Stay-at-home moms who were cooking for their family now have cookbooks in the world. How incredible is that? How incredible is it that we live in a day and a time where we can be anything. And we have the ability to do that because there are brands that are recognizing that with a community that you've built, they can now buy the right to go and speak into that community, to sponsor somebody, to share that messaging, to work together with somebody who is like an average everyday person who now has a platform built from nothing. So have patience with it because it takes a while and it has been so worth it for me. I mean, I'm not just saying that monetarily. I don't even know how that's worked out yet. I have not done my taxes, but I know as a person and as a whole, when I was a little girl, I totally get emotional. When I was a little girl, I really did believe this for myself. And the thing is, I believed that I would be somebody with a microphone and a stage and I would do something with that. But when I was a little girl, something like this didn't exist the platform like this wasn't alive. So of course I just thought I'll be an actress or a singer or something. I don't know what it is, but I think this is what I'm supposed to do. And over time, I really stopped believing that dream. And uh, the last year, if it's taught me anything, is that that dream is alive and well. I think I did five keynotes this year on a stage. I picked up a microphone and I did, started this podcast and it hit number one within 24 hours. Thank you for that, by the way. There's so much we're capable of. There's so much we can do. And when we put our hearts into it and we genuinely are who we are at the end of the day, magic can happen. Connection happens. Human community and I don't know even what to say, like even your own therapeutic release of being able to create content that comes from such a genuine place. It's magic. It's magic. And I sit here today going into 2020, not knowing Everyone always asks me what's next. And I'm always like, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm so honest when I say that I really don't know. 
And I'm glad that I didn't predict any of this. I'm glad that I never had this goal of like, I want to have a certain amount of followers and this is going to be the thing. This is going to be the year. I have no idea what 2020 holds. And 2019 was my year of listening. And I'm still figuring out what my word is for 2020. But trust me, I'm going to keep the five things first, my community. I'm going to capture those thoughts every time they come about. I'm going to live my truth and I'm going to think of others as if they are living theirs. I'm going to continue to diversify the way I learn and the news feeds that I take in. And I'm going to have patience and I'm going to do 95% of this job for free because I believe in it. I believe in what we're doing and I believe in the power of social media and podcasts and all the conversations that we have in between. And I believe that you can do it too. I think it's easy for me to sit here and say like, if I can do it, anybody can do it. But I mean, it's actually very, very real and true. I was a stay-at-home mom for 10 years. I had no schooling and no career when I started all of this. I planted seeds a really long time ago with patience and faith that one day something would happen of it. I didn't do it for fame and fortune. I did it because I knew I had a voice and I had an ability. And over time, I figured out what that conversation was that I needed to have. I realized that it came down to the fact that my whole life, I've been rejecting who I am to try and be somebody that everybody else wants me to be, that idea of being uncomfortable so that everybody else is comfortable. And then I realized at the end of it all that me being comfortable makes other people comfortable. That me being comfortable means I'm more confident and I speak more boldly and I live my truth just a little bit more. I realize now that the conversations that we've had on social media have truly changed how I live my life off of it no longer worried about what my body looks like on the beach. I worry about, you know, if I packed enough snacks for the kids and that's essentially it. I'm so much more present in my life and in my world because of things like this. And I want to build other people up to do similar things to what I've done and from what other people before me have done, which is truly using a platform to create influence, not just to like, generate income, but to create real community and game-changing effects in the world and in society and the very fabric of it. Because I believe that we change it and I believe we've always had that ability and it's now in our complete hands. Oh, the tippity-tappity-toes, Veda is back from her walk. Finally, I just want to say a thank you to everyone because like I said, this podcast was something I never wanted to do because I was scared because I thought everybody had a podcast and it seemed like I was just another voice in the mix and I wasn't ready for it. And this last year has brought me so many intimate conversations and conversations that have challenged me, ones that I've felt anxious even putting out, that I felt worried about what the backlash would be and instead was always met with so much kindness and instead of resistance. And, and I thank you for that. Thank you for your listening and thank you for your time and, and for the beautiful humans that continue to share this podcast so that other people can listen to it too. Use that power you have, my friends, and use it wisely and put it in places that you know matter. And uh, I'm really looking forward to 2020. I think we are going to line up some incredible guests and some people we've never spoken to before. And uh, I'm excited. Please continue to apply for it. If you know somebody that is in the area, send them my way. Or if it's somewhere that I'm traveling to, send them my way. We like to do all podcasts in person. So that's a key importance. But if you're anywhere in the Toronto area and you knew somebody with a really cool story or a really great speaker, send them my way. My email is linked to my Instagram account at the birds. Paya. So always feel free to reach out and uh, let's see where 2020 takes us. 
Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at The Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.